0: This is Kristin Matsko and Katherine Windsor from Adler, Pollock & Sheena. We regularly post helpful tips regarding estate and tax matters on our blog, Insight on Estate Planning. We're here today to offer some additional thoughts on recent blog
1: topics in a quick discussion that we call, Further Insight. Today's topic is comparing inter vivos and testamentary trust. So Kristen. in the world of trust, there's three big types, your revocable trust, Irrevocable trusts, which are both inner vivos trust, mm-hmm. and then your testamentary trust. Um, what I find doing estate tax returns is a lot of times with inner vivos trust.
0: And Catherine, just mm-hmm. real quick, yeah. clarify what you mean by inner
1: Oh, sorry about that, that. A Latin term. <laughs> it is a Latin term. Um one you learn in law school. yeah <laughs> So inner vivos means it's created during your lifetime. Okay, great. Okay. So a lot of times, what I find with intervivos trust when I'm preparing a state tax return is they were never funded. Ooh. So it's a shame to go through all your estate planning, but just never actually do what was intended by funding your intervivos trust.
0: Okay. So there essentially are a bunch of reasons why we use these types of intervivos trusts, as you say. Um, And one major category of those types of trusts is what's called a revocable trust or a living trust. Uh, And essentially the idea is that you create this inter vivos trust during your lifetime and you set it up to retitle your assets into that trust while you're living. And at that point, anything in your trust, your revocable living trust at the time of your death, will avoid probate. And that's probably a bigger advantage in some states than others, but you and I practice primarily in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and here that's a big deal, to be able to avoid probate. Uh, It saves a lot of time uh, and expense after a person's death if they've properly funded uh, a revocable living trust like this and they're able to avoid that whole probate process, which is something we can talk about at a later date.
1: Right. But in general, how long does a probate process last, for example, in, in Providence? Like how many months does that go on?
0: So a probate estate must remain open for a minimum of six months from the date of the qualification of the executor or administrator. Uh, so that's the minimum. Um, typically, however, depending on the amount of assets and what types of assets there are, it can last much, much longer. Um, You know, a simple estate may take a year. A more complicated estate could take several years.
1: So with a revocable trust, the other thing that happens is those assets are included in a gross estate when somebody dies. Correct. And then with an irrevocable trust, those assets are not included in the gross estate for estate tax purposes, um, either federal or state, the state tax purposes. The irrevocable trust. They are they are included in you, in most cases. You have to file a gift tax return um, to report the gift to the irrevocable trust for IRS reporting periods. But a lot of times, there's not going to be any tax involved.
0: That's right,
1: mm-hmm. uh, with the
0: exception of some types of irrevocable trusts that we use for Medicaid planning purposes. Okay. yeah uh, In which yep. case, it's not considered uh, a gift to the trust during lifetime. It's still a part of the individual's taxable estate. Uh, However, it's created uh, primarily for purposes of protecting assets from Medicaid.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll have to do a podcast on Medicaid sometime soon. Um, Testamentary trust, that's the other kind. That's the type of trust when it's created by the will. So it becomes irrevocable upon death. I don't see a ton of these anymore. I usually see either the revocable, one type of One or the other type of intervivos trust. Okay. Do you see a lot of the testamentary trusts these days? So
0: I would say that the most common scenario where we see the testamentary trusts are for young families who have uh, young children and they only want a will at this time. They don't want to get, you know, too complicated with trust planning and and have what we call a standalone trust. Uh, However, under the terms of their will, they provide that upon their death, a trust will be created for the benefit of any minor children at that point. And and the advantage is that they say at what ages they want their children to receive assets. So instead of just inheriting assets under a regular will that does not have a testamentary trust, uh, in which case those children would get assets at age 18, which probably not a great idea, the parents instead create these wills with testamentary trust provisions and are able to say okay I you know the trustee is going to manage the assets for the benefit of my kids uh, and my kids aren't going to actually receive a check until they turn age 25 or 30 or whatever the case might be or perhaps you know if, if especially if a child has special needs um, you may want to keep those assets in trust for the benefit of the kids for their entire lifetime it really depends on the specific scenario
1: okay